Hi, everybody. Uh, thank you for joining the Facebook Live event today. I have the pleasure of having Dr. Uh, Lori Lesser, the eye care director for Bailey Nelson. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Maria. Yeah. So I've known Dr. Lesser for a while, um, and uh, it's, it's an honor to have you on the show here today. And it's it's great to show young female ODs that even if you're working as an employee, you can really, if you want to be a, a leader in the industry, you can do that. So uh, it's exciting to have you on today, um, and we get some insights from you. Um, can you tell us about your journey and how, how you got to Bailey Nelson and how you got this position? Um, sure. Um, I've been an optometrist a really, really long time. And about a decade ago, um, I took a position with National Vision. I became what's called an area doctor, which is sort of like middle management. You know, you're, you're um, you know, supporting a group of doctors in an area. Um, but I found it very interesting. And it was like nice to use a part of my brain other than the optometry side. And I did whatever I really could to um, sort of expand the role. So I would volunteer for everything. I would give help without being asked to give help. Um, I had once read something along the lines of, if you want a different job, um, just start doing it. And hopefully someone will eventually notice and give you that job. So um, I probably talked to the legal department and the equipment department and different parts of uh, you know that company um, more than the average area doctor. I started learning as much as possible. I always read the industry magazines. And um, a couple of years ago, I started looking you know, for other opportunities outside of that company, simply because a lot of times when you've been somewhere for a long time, people will start to just assume certain things about you. They'll sort of pigeonhole you, say, oh, well, they're really good in that role, but you know, not give you other opportunities. So I kept looking for something. And um, about a year and a half ago, I saw an ad for the eye care director position for um, North America for Bailey Nelson. And since I'm originally Canadian, the thought of moving back uh, to Canada seemed like a good idea also. And um, here I am. Yeah, and you're okay with being cold in Canada because you're like doctors that don't know you. You were practicing in Florida, and I was like, who wants to go to Canada and be free? But if you're originally from it, you kind of know it, right? Right, and um, I'm originally from Ontario, which is um, kind of closer to you. And um, this job is in Vancouver, and it never really gets super cold here. It's kind of like Seattle weather. Oh, okay. Um, so it's not too bad. I think people, um, you know, see Americans see everything in metric in Canada. And so if I say, oh, it's August and it's a beautiful 30 degree day, they're like, oh, my God, that's freezing. But it's like 90. So, you know, it's it's kind of funny that way where it's it's not as cold as people think. I don't have yeah. on my street or anything. So you, I mean, you had experience within National Vision, kind of learning the admin stuff, getting your feet wet, and then you had opportunities to really like go to different companies. Tell me why you chose Bailey Nelson, how it fits. Tell me about it. Um, you know, because it's it's getting a lot of traction in Canada. Doctors are are asking for subleases. I know they have uh, they're around the world in uh, uh, Australia and the UK. Tell us about your journey with them and why you chose them. Right. Well, they're a very interesting company. They were founded in 2012 by um, two friends, Nick and Pete. They decided that glasses could be affordable and accessible to people and beautiful because at that time in Australia, you either spent a lot of money or you got really ugly glasses and they didn't want any part of that. Um, they slowly um, started to design their own glasses, use the best um, material like Italian acetate, German and Japanese metals. And because of the vertical integration, they were able to pass those savings on to customers. And they went from basically selling glasses at the Bondi Beach market to opening a store. 
Um, at that point, an optometrist came to them and said, hey, you guys are amazing. But if you want to like become great, you have to have optometry be part of your journey. And they're really smart guys. So they actually listen to an optometrist. You know, that's that's a big thing, listening to optometrists. Um, and that really changed everything in the eye care and eyewear journey started. And um, we're now in Australia, New Zealand, the UK and Canada, and we're continuing to expand rapidly. Um, we actually doubled the amount of stores in Canada during the pandemic, which, you know, most people were trying to just hold on and we're like, we're going big and um, we've gotten here. Um, I think what truly makes us special, though, is that um, we look to hire people who embody our core values and that's being tight knit, down to earth and constantly improving. So you get this group of people who, um, you know, might not be the person you would expect to get that super corporate job um, because we see the possibility in everyone. And uh, there's just a lot of support and nurturing and um, it just becomes a really good experience. And from an optometrist standpoint, you're working in an optical that puts people first. And the staff doesn't work on commission, so you don't get like these super aggressive people out front. I've worked in opticals my whole life, and there are times where I bring a patient back in for dilation, and I'd have to apologize, you know, for the behavior of you know some super aggressive staff member. And it's just so nice to be in an environment where it's really a team, and everyone's looking out for everyone, and we're all really just looking to make sure the patients end up with the glasses that they really need from a vision standpoint and then make them look good and feel good. Yeah, you know what, one thing that stood out to me and you, and, and, and you hit the nail right on it, because I work with a lot of corporations, talk to a lot of doctors, you know, um, a lot of corporate, corporate opticals don't care, don't listen to the optometrist, don't get advice or they'll get that. And um, there isn't a lot sometimes uh, leadership up there kind of for the ODs and, and things like that. So. I think that is a, a great differentiating factor. Um, and I think just for them to kind of grow and, and change um, and change the industry, disrupt it, I think that's that's a big part. And, and one of the things that I noticed within the corporation of Bailey Nelson is there's a lot of females in leadership where you don't see that in corporate optometry. Um, and I've written, artic written articles about that in the past um, and things really still haven't changed, okay? Um, <clears throat> tell me, you know, about that and you know, it's, it's about personality and growth and you can grow people within an organization, what they want. And it's good to have that open dialect and not be afraid to voice your opinion um, and ask for change and things like that. Um, but I think that's a huge thing is, is having uh, female leadership because a lot of the, you know, graduating classes is female. And I think we need to have that representation. Yeah. I think it makes a really big difference. So in the, um, Canadian UK um, sort of leadership team, there's nine people and six of them are female. And um, in the support office overall, it's a majority female as well. And it wasn't like Bailey Nelson said, oh, we need to even out the number of women in our you know, corporate headquarter. It really happened organically because Good. when you have a company that really focuses on servant leadership, and you have that sort of nurturing and people coming first, I think you're always going to end up with a lot of strong female leaders because I think that's something that women just naturally might have, um, you know, a little better skill at um, from day one. So it just makes it a little more interesting. And because we're always looking for people who can be their authentic selves, we open up those opportunities to people who might not otherwise, um, you know, get those roles. 
And there's, um, you know, because it's a very close, uh, tight-knit team, we have a lot of, um, you know, people in different departments helping each other out. So I was thinking about our VP of finance and she's had so many conversations with me about equipment conductivity and contact lens parameters. And I'm thinking when she was becoming an accountant that she ever thinks she'd have these kinds of conversations. So I think it expands everyone's knowledge and um, it just becomes a really nice place to work. But I think you're right. I mean, over 70% of women in optometry school, you know, and, and, over the next 10 years, you're going to see a majority of women as optometrists. And when you look at the structure of a lot of big corporations, it's still mostly men. And, and that obviously needs to change. And I'm glad that Billy Nelson is one of the companies that's doing that. Yeah. And then what the key word or phrase you said in that was organic change. Organically, it happened, right? It's because they saw it. They found the best person. It wasn't like, hey, we need to meet a quota. We want to show change. And then we're just going to fill these positions uh, but they're, they're, the positions where females are, though, are decision-making positions where it makes a change. It's not just, oh, we're going to have this change, but maybe you're just a recruiter. or you're, think People that don't make change in the industry or within the company and make a decision for, for something. So I think that's important um, because a lot of them will say, we did this. Uh, we do have leadership, but they're not the ones making decisions. So they're still taking direction from someone else. Um, and it's still the same thing over and over again, and it's to support something. So I think that's super important to, to, to acknowledge here. Um, how do you support, um, you know, ODs with, with sublease, with BN? BN? Um, because that's important. A lot of doctors will take a sublease. They'll have this honeymoon period where everything's amazing. And then all of a sudden, once they sign, it's gone, right? No, no support, nothing. Everyone's on their island. How do you support it and how is it different at, at Bailey Nelson? Um, it's funny you say that. I always say that to the doctors when I'm talking to them to convince them to get subleases that I'm very focused on not having people feel like they're working on an island by themselves. I remember working in a uh, vision work sublease when I first graduated and I don't think I even saw my boss. Like I think he called me and said, show up at this office. And I walked in and started seeing patients and I never felt there was any support. If I had any problems, I didn't know who to go to. Um, it was before things like uh, corporate ODs on Facebook existed. I couldn't like send messages. Um, so for me, having that support system in place um, is really important. So I, you know, try to visit as many of the doctors as I can. I've been flying all over Canada this past year as soon as the restrictions were listed, lifted, um, go out to dinner. We have all these WhatsApp, um, you know, conversations going between all the optometrists so they can ask each other questions and share interesting cases. And um, this this morning um, in Ontario, the window cleaner in front of one of our stores was dressed like the Grinch. So um, that's been the big post today. Um, but it's, it's really a nice tight-knit community of optometrists. And I still practice. I don't practice, you know, as much as uh, I used to. Obviously, I have some other jobs. But um, because I actually work inside of Ellie Nelson as an optometrist um, from time to time, like today, for instance, um, I know what it's like to practice in this environment. And it's literally the most fun I've had as an optometrist in 30 years. So um, it's, you know, two patients an hour. It's this team environment. It's very relaxed. Patients, you know, 
our setup, we have, you know, digital equipment, so we don't need a giant, you know, exam chair. Um, so a lot of times people who haven't had an exam in a long time and see that big black chair and get a little like stressed out immediately because they think of the dentist, they walk in and it's such a relaxed atmosphere. Like, you know, I used to have anxiety about getting an eye exam and you guys made it all so comfortable and nice. And, um, you know, just supporting the doctors and, and making sure that they're comfortable and really just looking for doctors who see this as their own practice and want to grow it year after year. I'm not going to, you know, we're trying not to be that kind of company where we keep changing the rules midway and, you know, suddenly like you've built this practice and, and suddenly you don't have it anymore. We want people who want this to be their career. Um, yeah. So we do everything we can to support them. We've also made it a very turnkey practice management business. So we can do a lot of the things that a lot of doctors have to deal with. Um, the main one being that we su we supply the support staff. Um, so the pre-testing, the answering the phones, making appointments, all of that is taken care of by Bailey Nelson. And since we're so focused on hiring people um, who have that great personality, who, you know, are so engaged, it takes that away because, you know, people management is very hard. And if you have to hire someone to be your tech and, you know, hope they show up or, you know, make appointments or make sure they're, you know, people who are going to be, you know, polite and friendly to your patients, um, that's that can be the most more stressful having a lease or a private practice than pretty much anything else in optometry. Um, the eye exam part is probably the simplest part of uh, optometry in some ways. And, um, you know, we give that support and I always make sure that everyone, you know, feels supported as much as I can. Yeah. You know what? One thing that I took out of that, and, and I'll tell you, because I'm comparing this to other corporations within corporate optometry. OK, mm -hmm. you work in the environment. You're in the trenches. You know the headaches, you know, the, the staff issue and the stuff you're not, you're not, um, on the other end, right. You're not like, so, um, displaced that you don't know what's going on, <laughs> you know, and you're seeing it and you know, like, Hey, I'm here all day. I got to see these patients. I know what patients ask for. They, and, and then the doctors kind of see that too. Like you're involved in these things and that you're more approachable. There's some leadership that's not approachable and doctors don't want to ask. Or they hear like they had a bad experience and they, they don't have that support where they can't really complain if, if they have an issue. And I think that within a corporation, they should be open to that kind of feedback to say, okay, we're not doing it right. Let me see what we can do better to attract more. Because word gets around, right? And then so doctors aren't. And then um, and your doctors are within a, um, a WhatsApp app. So they talk to each other and they can say the good, bad, and the ugly and not have that discussion from corporate why did you know say that i think that's good because then doctors feel like they're involved they feel like trusted and then they could say call you say hey laura you know i don't like this um how do we do this and then you could say okay let's see what we can do and this is what we're doing and you present it to the to the leadership uh, and see what or finance and see what you guys can do about it um i think that's great within a smaller corporate optical um and i think that's how you guys really grow too to have doctor partners um, and I think you as the leader who have done it, seen it, um, and, and kind of rose up and, and you're, and you've grown professionally by yourself per se, because there isn't no, any resources out there within corporate autonomy to say, Hey, how do you lift up? How do you become the eye care director? Usually sometimes it's who do you know and what, but if you're seeing a patient every day, how do you really do that? And I think that's, that's great to have you as a leader within Bailey Nelson to, to show other doctors, Hey, you can do this. And then, you know, it's, 
it's where you want to be and you can grow. Um, I think that's great just for the industry in general. I think that's, that's amazing because a lot of them are so displaced on stuff. And, you know, I'll be controversial and say, you want me to do telemedicine? I'm happy to do it, but why don't you do it? You know, you're free from 9 to 11, no conference calls. You do it from your house if, you're, if you have to travel. So you show me that you can do it, then I'm happy to do it. So I think that's, that's one of the great things is that leadership there is really involved, sees what's going on at the trenches. Um, so I, I really believe that this company will really explode in expansion. I mean, are there expansion? um you know plans in the future or are they just really just canada and australia and uk at this point um we are expanding you know rapidly in the country we're in but we do we do think that eventually we will get to the united states um so all my american friends there uh keep an eye out i'll be coming for you soon um but but yeah we uh we want to expand everywhere we're expanding to more provinces this year we added uh, manitoba um, we're looking seriously at Saskatchewan. I spend a little time in Nova Scotia. That might be coming in a couple of years as well. Um, so if there's optometrists who want to live anywhere in Canada, you want to be there, we're probably going to build a store there. Um, we're probably going to open another 15 stores in the next 12 months. We have 34 locations in Canada now. Um, we plan to eventually get to at least 100. And as I said, probably expand into the U.S. as well, because um, we know that we do something different and better. And uh, we want to um, give those opportunities to optometrists and of course the patients and customers. But um, yeah, you know, being part of the executive team, but also, you know, seeing patients does give me a different perspective than a lot of people. And so I've been in this role about a year now and um, I've already gotten retinal cameras into the stores, um, even silly things like I don't like the exam chair and like they'll talk to the doctors. Yeah. Oh no, this is, it hasn't been going up high enough. Like, so just like simple things to make, you know, being an optometrist, uh, you know, more comfortable and, you know, enjoying it. We've had doctors who will bring, you know, good ideas about, um, you know, how to do things with patient flow. And I'm always open to hear new ideas and see what we can do to make changes. Um, and, you know, obviously we're looking at ways to, you know, stay competitive in the market with all these new players coming into Canada. Yeah, well. Of course, but you're also approachable, right? You're approachable. Docs can approach you. And then you give credit where credit's due. You're like, they'll say this and you'll say, hey, this doctor at this location gave me this great idea, right? So that builds up the team, right? It's exactly. not just getting feedback and, and passing them over. I've, I've seen that. I've had it. <laughs> you know, and I think that's, that's, that's culture, right? That's real. It's not just saying we do it. It's not just getting an award from one of the big companies or, or, or magazines out there, which sometimes you can just buy, unfortunately. So, um, <laughs> so, or, or, or just, or just tell everybody to promote this. Um, so I think it's really at the culture grassroots, what you guys do. I think it does start with leadership. You are approachable. You've done it. Um, and, 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 I, and I really see Bailey Nelson expanding, really doing well um, over the next 10, 15 years in corporate optometry because you guys do it differently, right? It's not all just, oh, Luxottica did this. Um, let's copy them. Let's do this. I mean, you do it differently. You think outside the box. You, you get people in. Different people bring different ideas. Um, and it's not all the same ideas. I do talk to people in corporate and up top. And it's always the same idea. I'm like, but that's what they used to do 10 years ago at Luxottica or this company, it doesn't work anymore. The patients are different. The doctors are different. It's different. I mean, so it's that, it's that mentality, but I think that's great that you, that, um, you know, you're at the leadership position. You're able to make the change, um, that you guys are expanding, growing, 
Um, if doctors are interested or, or want more information because you guys are expanding Canada um, or even doctors all over the world that see this podcast, um, how can they contact you? And then you can introduce them to other eye care directors in UK and Australia and things like that. Yeah. Well, I'm, also, I'm also the eye care director for the UK, but um, oh, okay. <laughs> the, the, the optometrist in my story about the guy who told uh, Nick and Pete to uh, add optometry, he is the eye care director for Australia and New Zealand. Um, so oh, good. Person to talk to as well. Um, but you can contact me at uh, laurie.lesser at baileynelson.com. You can find me on um, LinkedIn as well. And I can always pass on that information if you're looking for work in Australia or New Zealand. Or, as I said, talk to me about UK and Canada. Um, I was going to say, as we're expanding in Canada, obviously um, the doctors are independent contractors, but um, there's going to be leadership positions, you know, within Canada because obviously um, helping 34 doctors or helping 100 doctors might be a little different. Um, so if there's someone who wants a sublease but has, you know, thoughts of you know, doing something similar to becoming an eye care director at some point, um, I'm very happy to, you know, start mentoring them and, and work towards that as well. Because I think that it's a very interesting piece of optometry that, you know, when I was in optometry school, I would never have thought this is where I would have wanted to end up. You know, I kind of like the idea that you're in a small dark room and you only talk to one person at a time. And um, at some point that changed. And uh, there's a lot of interesting opportunities in optometry now, and especially for women. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. And thank you so much for what you're doing for women in optometry, really taking that role. You do have young kids um, and you can do it. A lot of them say, I can't do it. Oh, they told me I can't have the job because my kids are young. Um, so thank you so much for proving everybody wrong. Well, thank you. My kids are young, but when I started this journey, they were. Um, yeah. <laughs> So thank you for having me, Maria. I always enjoy talking to you. And um, thanks. Thanks.